How's it going? How's it going? Happy Thursday. Welcome to the Dollar Hour, hosted by yours truly, Mr. Short Dollar himself, Deontay Burton. Got a great show planned for you guys tonight. Tonight we'll be discussing five traits of successful entrepreneurs. Again, that's five traits of successful entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, before we get the show started, I want to say what's up to my awesome producers, DJ Lab and Slick 316. What's going on, brother? Another Thursday. Hey, another day in paradise, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> When I'm down, I'm up. When I'm up, I'm up. I hold nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Got to think about it for a second, right? <laughs> All the time. All the time. Super excited about this show because um, I really thought about this, and I kind of went over this a little bit in changing lives, but I want to kind of rehash it uh, on Mr. Short Dollar. So we talk, you know, it's an entrepreneurship and business uh, channel and everything. So I'm super excited about sharing my ideas in regards to the actual skill set that people need to be a successful entrepreneur. So if you want to get started in business, I'm not saying if you don't have these traits, you won't be successful. But I will say if you do have these traits, it'll make it a whole lot easier on it. Okay. You know, these a lot of these are innate or, you know, kind of traits that you're born with, it kind of inside you to do it. Some of them you can learn. You know, a lot of skills you do uh, acquire through experiences and being taught. But there are some things I think a lot of people, a lot of traits that people have, they just really can't teach. Okay. You know, and, you know, being able to handle certain things. So, again... Five traits to, uh, in order to be a successful entrepreneur. Hey, how you doing? Okay, you know, as always, you know, I rehashed my previous week, you know, and, um, you know, to say again that we've been starting for the past, what, six months. We're still in the middle of the pandemic. Make sure you're practicing social distancing, washing your hands. Uh, cover your mouth. Mask. Yeah, wear a mask, please. Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. Mm. Not in Atlanta. It's Halloween season, so don't wear that mask. Not in Atlanta. Hell no. Hell no. (laughs) Atlanta don't care. Atlanta just shoot. Nah, nah, I'm not going to lie. When I go to the store, I see a lot more black folks wearing masks than I do white folks. I ain't going to even lie. I ain't going to even lie. I sat there and watched. I I literally watched the scene and see how many folks was in masks. And just about every black folk I looked at had a mask on. Every one of them. I believe you. But go to the club. Well, shit. Whoa, <laughs> no. <laughs> mask who? <laughs> nah. Ain't no mask at the club. They gonna cover my face. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Gotta show my tongue ring. And the right ladies. <laughs> yeah, you gotta cover my tongue ring. My lip piercing. Nah. Hell, nah. I just paid for the thing. That's how I catch it. Mm. All the time, I ain't gonna change nothing and everything. So, again, you know, I'm super excited about uh tonight's show. Uh, also, you know, just want to rehashing my son uh PJ. He just left on Monday. Okay. Yeah, he doing PJ doing good. He texted me. Yeah, uh, and matter of fact, he called me today. So everything uh, doing good. He's still uh, reception and processing. Proper start basic training on Monday. So you okay. know, going through the whole process of getting his uniform and everything. Uh, what's up, see my son Torian? I tuned in. Uh, PJ's getting his uniform, and he got his uniform, and finishing that little, you know, the easy paper where they, you know, take the pictures and do all that right, stuff. Right, make boots. sure he is who he is. There you is. go, there you go, right, and everything. Right. But he, he's doing good and everything. And I want to tell everybody I appreciate everybody that uh, gave kind words. You know, I know I made a posting on social media when uh, we dropped them off, and a lot of people gave him congratulations, saying bye to him. So I want to tell everybody thank you uh, from that. And um, also, super excited because I gave my first – webinar on yesterday okay you know if you ever want to get started in the tax business i gave that yesterday it went live streamed at eight o'clock on yesterday and like i said last night i'm going to be doing it probably every three or four days because my tax course is going to come out probably you know between the 15th or the 20th of this month 
So just kind of just putting it out there and everything. Why just did a little webinar where I talked about myself, um, you know, getting into tax business and also, you know, the potential earnings you can make in the tax business. Again, uh, I will be offering that course. Make sure when you go into uh, looking at the different videos, I have the links to that uh, also. So make sure you hit on that. All anybody that would be interested in doing it. But I'm gonna. I didn't do a hard promo before that one okay. because I kind of want to do my. You know, just have that be in my rough draft. Just you know, feel it out a little bit. Feel well. See what I did. What I need to go back to work on and stuff like that because I I encountered some glitches. So okay. you know, next time you know we won't have the glitches we had and everything, which is cool. And everything, but it was no major glitches. It was pretty cool, actually. It's always uh, glitches when it's live now. Absolutely, absolutely. It's always, it's always a glitch. Well, it was more the pre-glitches. Okay, okay. We're, okay. We're, we're getting that done, but uh, it's on Mr. Short Dollar on a uh, on on a uh, on YouTube. Also, uh, if you go to the Mr. Short Dollar Facebook page, it's on there also. So I streamed it, but live on both of those and everything. So go both of them platforms, check it out. But again, I will be doing a live stream every three to four days. Probably do one. I'm thinking probably Saturday, okay. uh, uh, maybe one again Sunday, but they, I'm going to be dropping them over and over and over again. Okay. Just kind of, you know, go over, and I want you guys to be able to tune in, ask me questions. You got anything you want to ask me about, you know, just join into the live feed. You know, we'll go from there with everything. But, um, again, uh, uh, well, the last thing I do want to remind everybody, if you have not, and a lot of you have not, join the email mailing list, okay? okay. The, the mailing list is on, if you go to the YouTube page, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Short Dollar, you go to the Facebook page under Mr. Short Dollar, uh, and you can even go to my business page at majesticbiz.com or deontayburton.com. When the pop-up comes up for the email list, you can either hit that link that's on the YouTube or the Facebook page to join the mailing list. You know, please do it. Um, I know right now if you're looking at us on Facebook, uh, you'll be able to, every now and then the link will pop up for you to join the mailing list. Join the mailing list so I keep you guys updated on different products, different services, the different webinars, and everything that we got coming out of pipe. So I want you guys to make sure you do join it so you know what's going on, okay? Now, again, you tune in to Mr. Short Dollar where we talk about uh, business, entrepreneurship, personal finance, and real estate investing. Tonight's show, we're talking about the five traits of being a successful entrepreneur, okay? Again, the five traits of being a successful entrepreneur. And, you know, uh, uh, I was a... Uh, you know, what had me start, start thinking about this up, you know, I, I remember one story that I had brought up originally with that um, in regards to uh, being a successful entrepreneur. You know, you see all your friends and stuff, they posting, everybody selling their, uh, they know any juice. No, I'm stop. No, I'm always laughing when I talk about know the juice. You always be on the know the juice. But you know, <laughs> what everybody selling that, they got their pop-up shops, they got their t-shirts, they got their COVID masks. Mm -hmm. They got their holiday gift baskets. Right. And they get mad as soon as somebody don't buy their damn stuff. And they just feel like everybody's personally obligated because you my cousin or you my friend to buy it. But, you know, really, it don't damn look good. And it don't look good, you know, on it's, me or you. It's crooked. Yes. There you go. Yeah, that's more than crooked. What's going on, Chris Burton? Um, also, it, also, everyone, one one quick thing. if Whatever platform you're looking at us, if you're looking at us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, make sure you like the video. That that picks up the algorithm so we can get more traction and more people be able to get a chance to see the video coming up and everything. So whatever platform you're looking at, please make sure you like the video while you're looking at it. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, it doesn't matter. Make sure you like the video. But again, you get people all the time, you know, you, you want to know who your family, friends are, people ain't going to support your business, black folks ain't going to support your business. And people really don't want to be honest with themselves. You might not have a good business. You might not have a good product. 
you might not have a good service. You might have something that, that we don't need. Yeah, exactly. And because you didn't do that front end analysis or the front end homework, you want to blame everybody else because mm -hmm. I didn't want you to do my flows. Mm -hmm. Like, man, I don't really need it, man. I ain't, hell, I, I like my coffee. I don't <laughs> like, you know, you know, hell, I do it myself, you right, know. Right. And everybody just not, they can't handle that. And not mm -hmm. understanding how, if you're a savvy business person, you understand that you're only going to go so far concentrating on the people you know. You know, that's the thing about it. When you when you actually look for opportunities, you, you, you're actually a true business person. Your focus is less on the people you know more on the people that actually want your product and don't assume that people are going to buy your product or need your product because they need you and everything. Um, and that's one of the biggest, I think, pitfalls with new entrepreneurs and new pe people that are new getting into business and everything and stuff. So they don't do that. And I just want to have this, uh, this show tonight, you know, and everything. I'm trying to make sure without knocking anything over. Um, reach, uh, speak to anybody. If you have any question or anything, please make sure you chime in. Regardless of what platform you are, if you got any questions about anything, please make sure you interact with, uh, with us tonight and everything. But uh, I've had a couple people that, that, that have really just been adamant that I, that I know, but folks don't want to support your business, and you hear it all the time. And it's really just an excuse for them not doing what they're supposed to do. Mm. And um, do you have some people that just don't want to support you and stuff like that? That's possible. Mm. But if you're going to bank <laughs> bank on your rent and all that other kind of stuff that your family and friends going to support you, you crazy as hell. <laughs> that's not a guarantee at all. That's not a, that's not a good business plan at all, is it? No, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you, man. I try to be as transparent as possible when I give them a bank account information and everything. Uh, I probably got maybe, shit, 10% family and friends that come to me. You know, probably a little bit more than that over the years. But right. we've been in business almost 20 years. But I'm just saying, like, not that many. Right. And that could be because they don't support me, which probably maybe a 1%. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know. But I think the vast majority just probably, Hooch, I know you on what you know my personal business. Or I probably try to do it myself. And that's fine. I don't trip. Mm -hmm. Most of the times, I'm going to be honest with you, people that know me come to me when they need heart surgery. They don't come to me when they got the heartburn, <laughs> you know. To do the regular checkup, they come to me, you know. When it's a damn near die stroke. Hey, now hell, I can fix you regardless, but I'm a whole lot damn cheaper when you're hard burning. <laughs> Shit. Say the price always go up the longer you wait. <laughs> All the time. And so you try to make people aware of that and everything. But uh, again, I never take it personal or uh, anything. I always tell people, you know, if you, especially you're a close family friend of mine, you shouldn't have any financial problems because you can always come to Poochie for free. Right. So again, and I don't think I got, unless somebody's lying, I don't think I got a reputation of putting people business out there, uh, uh, of telling, somebody's hey, uh, yeah, well, I'm just saying, I don't have any reputation for that because I, I, I don't, you know, once somebody tells me, it's straight confidentiality. I don't, right. I, you know, and I've been like that from the get-go. Right. Uh, but most times people just don't want to do that. And I never took it hard. I never took it hard with doing it. Uh, I mean, I, I somebody look on your face, you scratch your head, why not? Spend less time work. Spend less time worrying why people are not coming. You and spend more time focusing on the people that actually need your product. How you gonna acquire them? Okay. Because the thing of it is, as a business person, we have to understand that uh, we have to actually, when you looking at your product or your service, you got to envision who your customer is. Mm -hmm. Don't just assume. Okay. My mama, my cousin, my friend. Who wants your product? If you got, you know, you're young, I see the uh, uh, young people with their clothes and stuff and everything, like, who wants to wear my stuff? Mm -hmm. 
are they black are they 20 you know you know 18 to 30 you know this you know petite size you know voluptuous uh hip-hop conservative whatever and once you grab that out you just push it to those folks mm -hmm. you don't push it to your mama to why your you know wear your glitter lip gloss <laughs> <laughs> not your mommy mom mommy be, mom be catching your boyfriend let's, let's be popping mm. <laughs> Shout out to all the gray-haired women out here with a glitter lip gloss. <laughs> Catch them at West End Mall. <laughs> yeah, exclusively. <laughs> but uh, Sierra Business, I just think people, that, that's one of the biggest drawbacks with a lot of folks that are, and I don't want to say young entrepreneurs, I mean, I see a, a lot of people that bug bit them, especially when all these PPP checks and these auto loans, everybody's an entrepreneur now. And, uh, some of them learn, you know, they might well just got all that money together, like me in that studio, put it in the middle of a room and <laughs> set it on fire. Shit. Ain't that studio, huh? Shit. <laughs> Boy. I, I can. Uh, speaking of the studio. Uh-huh. Even if people are, does have an entrepreneurial spirit, you probably want to touch on this, but since you brought up the studio. Mm -hmm. Is it best for them early on to figure out exactly what it is they might like to do to make money from it or what they what they're good at and sit back and be honest with themselves and say I'm not good at being a producer I'm not good at owning a studio I might need to be the you know so I might need to be an engineer and not you know so just whatever it may be that they may be good at instead of owning the studio they may should charge per hour to be the engineer in the studio well it's nothing wrong with owning the studio it's a problem you own it it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with owning the studio and not knowing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's something wrong with owning a studio and try to operate and manage the studio <laughs> and you don't know what you're doing. Okay, okay, okay. That that was my problem. Okay. You know, I can go back in, in time, like it was cool for me to own it. Okay. I ain't had no damn business managing it. Okay. That's that, that's what the problem was. Okay. You see what I'm so saying? They should find their, they should find their strengths. Like, e exactly. I can own this, but I need yeah. to bring somebody else in. Exactly. And manage this. Exactly. Okay. I, I'm a, I'm, I'm, my skill set. I'm a, I'm very good at strategizing, planning, forecasting, and all that kind of stuff. I'm very good at managing stuff that I know what to manage. Mm -hmm. And I'm very good at helping people, very good at helping people solve their problems. The problem come up with me is I, I'm not, what I don't know what to do, I really don't know what to do with it. And to my credit, I have no problem finding people that actually know how to do it better than me. And those times that I went across that rule of trying to do it myself, it blew up in my damn face. Mm. You know, so I'm just, be, you know, like I said, I'd be honest with myself and everything. I had no damn business doing that. Mm. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. But, you know, everybody with hip-hop and everybody in the studio, everybody want to make rap music, and I fell into that and stuff. So that was one of the things that uh, really didn't work out for me. But I, and, and I say this to say this, too. I see a lot of people, you know, just – Let's take uh, the T-shirt business, mm -hmm. uh, for instance, and everything. You know, I've had a T-shirt business for four years now. Strictly online platform, strictly online. So with that said, I don't care any inventory, anything like that. My skill set, I, 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 I not travel, but I search the world, try to find great designers. I use online platforms, and the onus is on me to promote my designs to sell the shirts, mm -hmm. right? Okay, right. Um, make sure if you're looking on the um, if you, you can see the link for DeontayBurden.com. Some of the links will be flashing through Facebook and everything to go uh, to DeontayBurden.com so you can visit my online store and everything. But with that point said, I'm not going to be sitting in no damn room 
going to buying all these damn shirts, pressing on the line, mm -hmm. and mailing you a shirt. Right. Oh, hell, it it's ain't going to happen. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, ain't, I don't have a desire. You know, my I'm a hustler. Okay. I know how to get it out. I know how to, you know, I know how to work my mojo and this, that, and that, and let that happen and everything. Uh, some people want to do that and print shirts and stuff. And people have come to me to get advice now, and I tell them like, that's cool if that's what you're doing, and you know how to do that. But if that's not what you're doing, what's wrong? And I think sometimes people want to make the shirts, you know, to say they did it, and it's not effective for them. People want to uh, make the gift baskets, or people want to do, and that's not effective. Okay. And, and and to be totally honest with you, uh, they can't grasp the concept that they'll make more money not doing it and outsourcing. What I mean by outsourcing, having somebody else do it and you pay them, uh, doing it that way than them doing it themselves because you can sit there and push it and, and sell 15 shirts online and net, say, $10 per shirt or mm -hmm. let's say $5 even, Mal, $5 per shirt. And you don't make you fifty dollars, okay? Right, but you sitting there trying to sell them your damn self for uh, 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 twenty damn dollars. You can't even sell one shirt. Right. You standing there posting, you, and, and and then the problem come up is you can't be effective with pressing and making a shirt, packaging a shirt, and then shipping a shirt because you still gotta go to work at UPS. And <laughs> That's so just, just 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 you know being honest with themselves and everything. So. That's why I try to tell people when you want to get in business, because I'm going to tell you this, I don't, I'm never going to knock nobody for getting in business. Anybody that want to try to do something different, get another hustle in, I'm all, I'm 150% behind you. The the thing that you got to say to yourself is why you doing it, because you really don't know what's going to be best for you till you start. Mm -hmm. So you got to go through that little learning period and everything like that. And then as you go through it, be very honest with yourself mm -hmm. to say, okay, this is the best way to, you know, or, or most effective way to do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think if, if you can be honest with yourself, and that's one of the keys with any entrepreneur, if you're going to be successful, you have to be honest with yourself, okay? okay? Again, this is Mr. Short Dollar. Welcome to the Dollar Hour. Tonight's show, we're talking about the five traits uh, of a successful entrepreneur. Uh, make sure you go to the YouTube channel, the Facebook page, subscribe to both. Uh, also, you can check us out on our Instagram at Deontay underscore 77. Again, tonight's show, five traits to be a successful entrepreneur. Uh, if you are, I've said it again, if you are, whatever platform you're looking at, make sure you hit the like button, the heart button, whatever platform you're looking at so we can make sure we get more traction and more people coming in on the video. Uh, also, uh, make sure you're looking for the links on certain description what uh, what platform you're on. If you're on Facebook, you should be sometimes seeing uh, uh, the flashing coming up uh, in regards to the links on the uh, the, uh, the show of a different, maybe DeontayBurden.com. Join the email list. You can uh, scroll down and find that also. What am I forgetting? Uh... If it, it'll come back to me later. But anyway, thanks th thanks for the support for tuning in again. Tonight we're discussing five traits of uh, entrepreneurs. And listen, I want to get in there, get, get everything started. We're talking about the five traits, five traits to be a successful entrepreneur. And the five traits that I've always noticed that kind of coincide with successful entrepreneurs. And again, let me get this precursor. Just because you don't have any of these, that doesn't mean you could be a, you're not going to be a successful entrepreneur. But what I've noticed, and this is 20 years of analysis, 20 years of watching, kind of just making a, an opinion, an informed, educated opinion. These are the kind of common traits that most entrepreneurs. Now, do all of them have all five of them? Probably not. But you usually have about three of the five, okay, if you're going to be successful, okay? Now, if you got, you know, five of the five, you might be another Deontay Burton. But, <laughs> <laughs> but see, your business is just, you know, uh, honestly, 
typically you'll kind of see you kind of waver towards these. And the five traits of successful entrepreneurs are they know how to execute ideas. You have a passion for about what you uh, what you want to do. You are able to get over your phases in life and business pretty quick. You're a passionate, lifelong learner. And the fifth one is you can handle risk. Okay, we're going to go through all five of these tonight, okay? Now, let's start with the first one. The first one is uh, they know how to execute their ideas. And here's the deal. A lot of times people have conversations about different things they want to do. And some folks are just going to be dreamers and dreamers and talkers and talkers and talkers. Successful entrepreneurs know how to go from zero to 100 just like that. Mm -hmm. They may not, just like with me and you just talking about, they may not necessarily know how to do something, but they know how to find the information, get there, get the uh, plan in place. Okay. They know how to sit here and just say, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to actually start this uh, clothing line. I want to start this, you know, landscaping business. You know, from that idea in their head, they may not even know how to cut good. Right. Okay, let me go on Google. Let me research this. Let me call some different landscaping companies. Let me find out how you guys build. Let me learn find how to, how you guys, you know, uh, give quotes out and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What's the top information? What's the uh, the uh, uh, the best equipment and stuff to buy? They know how to go from from the inception of the idea to making it happen mm -hmm. in a short amount of time, right? Right. And that's the thing about it. And yeah, some folks that can be working in the business 20 or 30 years. Mm -hmm. They know how to do landscaping left and right, but exactly to actually make it theirs, they can't do it. Okay. And it's a, a lot of reasons. It can be fear. It can be ignorance. And when I say ignorance, I'm just saying not knowing. Uh, it can be they just don't have, uh, uh, I said fear, but just courage or uh, just, you know, just don't want to do it. They might be content with just cutting the grass. Man, I want to, you know, start their own thing. But successful entrepreneurs can just, from that idea, you know, say, hey, man, you know, and, and it happens all the time. You see these people that are getting these, like, you know, government contracts where, you know, they don't know anything. I just use myself, for example, like, with the, land, with the commercial cleaning, I have no interest whatsoever to pick up a, a mop or a broom, you know, doing right. some side. But I knew how to go get them contracts. Right. I knew how to get, you know, find out, okay, I'm a minority, I'm a disabled veteran and all that kind of stuff. I went through all them databases. And from that point, I can call Joe and Sue and all them. Man, look, y'all want to, you know, clean this building out. Mm -hmm. I'm getting five grand for the contract. I give y'all thirty five hundred. Mm -hmm. I'm clearing out fifteen hundred dollars for breathing. Right. Too for easy. Breathing. Too easy. <laughs> but you know, a lot of folks ain't gonna do that. Why? Cause they gotta get that whole five. I need. I need <laughs> four ninety nine ninety nine. They lose that damn contract so damn quick cause they don't know how to damn mop. Ain't no way in the hell. Mopping with dirty water. Exactly. <laughs> And the flip side of it is what it is. I can get five of them contracts right. because I can meet the qualification. Those are the kind of things about, like I said, those, the idea come in your head to do it and everything. And uh, a lot of, you know, that's, that's successful entrepreneurs, you know, and everything. Because I get accused. I've got accused a lot. Uh, Poochie, you stole my idea. Poochie, you know, I was thinking about doing this, did that. And, and sometimes I did. But I really didn't steal your damn idea. I just made the shit happen. Happy. You were just going to talk about you it. Talking about shit, you were talking about, damn, I want to think, they, they make money doing that? <laughs> shit, all right. Tomorrow. Hey, Steve, you, ain't, you were never going to do that damn thing. Your ass wasn't going to do it. You know you saw, uh, you know you hey, saw my chicken shack idea. Hey, I'm, I'm Mr. Uh, make it happen. Yeah, your ass was not going to damn do it. You know I was yeah. going to make fried yeah. chicken yeah. on the corner, uh, uh, back here. And back. I ain't stopping you. <laughs> I ain't stopping you. I ain't, I'm not blocking you. I ain't hurting you from getting there. Right. But you weren't going to do it any damn way. Right, right. And everything, you know. <laughs> I done damn sure did it. Glad I say you done did it. Yeah, like, yeah. Damn, they made money doing that. 
And when you do it, but do you give them a little time to to, to, to implement their plan? You see, it's not going anywhere. You be like, like hell well, no, I know they won't go do it any damn way. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> hell no. Go. Hell no. Just they give me a once upon a time story. They won't go do that damn thing anyway. <laughs> When I started cleaning the company, I got the idea from one of my partners then talking. Uh, okay. Yeah, man, gonna get this cover out, but now that kind of stuff. I'm like, but I wasn't gonna do the con- the uh, uh, franchise thing. I'm right. like, hell, I can do it. Myself. And, yeah, exactly. So I just took it upon myself. Oh man, he gave me that look, man. Man, you wasn't gonna do it. You wasn't going. <laughs> you ain't. Because if you could, you would. Right. And you know, so that's the thing. I ain't, I wasn't gonna engage into that and everything. Even even with the tax bill, I seen a friend of mine kind of doing it, but I know they ain't me. Well, brother told me one time when I had opened a well, tax office down there uh, by Griffin, and uh, uh, I mean, the brother told me, he said, well, if it was more business down here, we'll, I'll be opening it up. Now, man, you ain't me. <laughs> got nothing to do with that shit, man. Got nothing to do with that. Right. But again, just that whole inception of the idea, just doing it like, damn, and everything. Like, hey, man, you know, you want to sit here, and how many people you know want to, Get it on internet radio, you know, and everything. We can use where we at right now. How many people want to actually have their own show? Right. And they'll come to you and all that kind of stuff. Like, man, this is. And and not realize the commitment it takes. Exactly. And and even when you tell them and they got the information, Mm -hmm. oh, Lord, and they go back. But if you're going to be true to it, you're not going to worry about the steps. Mm -hmm. You just try to figure out a formula how you're going to make it happen for yourself. Right. You know, you're less concerned with what the stuff you can't do, more concerned with what you got to do or how you're going to make it happen mm-hmm. and everything. So that's the first one. Uh, successful entrepreneurs, number one, know, uh, know how to execute their ideas. The second one is they have a passion about what uh, what you want and what uh, what they want to do. And here's the deal. Now, this is one of the things that's real, real funny is that um, I always we always talk about it and everything. I book it up sometimes about – you know, I work 20 hours a day, so I don't have to work 40, 40, hours, 40 hours a week. And when you have a lot of passion about stuff you're doing, you ain't tripping. Mm-hmm. It ain't enough for me to go to bed at 2 or 3 in the morning because mm-hmm. I'm just like, dang, do that. Damn, let me try to work on, you know, you know, I was other week doing that click funnels and trying to get this stuff set up. And, man, is this video straight? Is that video straight? Let me look at some trending ideas so I can put it on the, the whatever. Uh, this is a new video. Maybe some things I could put out to get some more bookkeeping class. And I want to offer these loan products and let me do some research on that. And you're not getting paid for it. I ain't on nobody damn clock. Right. And but with that said, by me not being on nobody damn clock, I ain't getting no damn money for it. So I gotta love and like what I'm doing to, do. to c- c- exactly continue doing it. And successful entrepreneurs don't look at the money. They're so passionate about the action, the the, the situation that they just just doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's like time isn't there. And you have to reel yourself in a lot of time not to be so so much in stuff. You gotta you gotta rest. You gotta you gotta take a break here and there and stuff like that. But you know, successful entrepreneurs, they they're, they're more focused on the finished product and the, the finished service more so than the uh, the dollar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hell, anybody want to get paid? I want to get paid. <laughs> Mister Short Dollar want his damn money. Don't get me wrong with everything. My brother, what Mike said. We people say you stole my idea, I mean you executed it. Then there you go, Mike. And, and Mike, but like I said, sometimes I did steal that damn idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sue me. And uh, <laughs> but with that said and everything, um, you have to just be aware of that kind of person. What kind of like you know, like you just said, that commitment. Mm-hmm. Once people sit here and tell you, like, damn, you gotta do all that. Like, damn, I thought I can just 
get my phone and, <laughs> and get me a mic. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. You can if you want to do it half ass, but if you want to do it right and make it look like something like some like some money being spent on it, it may take a little effort. Man. I mean, we work we work on this every day. I work on this every day trying to figure out how to make this better, sound better, clearer, louder, without so much distortion and echo. It takes time. It it takes time and, and I you know, I can even just look at myself, uh, in regards to just with Mr. Short Doll and Changing Lives in particular, those two YouTube channels. You see, I'm, I'm here seeing these videos, man. These folks make $100,000 a month. You know, what's the guy, Mr. Beast, making all this million dollars a month? And I'm seeing him. Yeah. Man, million year. playing with Tonka Toys. <laughs> and I'm trying to get folks some real life advice right, right. and everything. But to that point of they had to start somewhere, too. Mm-hmm. And typically, if you look at most of those videos with the 100000 or the millions, and if you look at it, they kind of had like a breakout in that year three to four mark. You know, so it's a gradual step. I'm two and a half in uh, changing lives. I'm a, uh, uh, ain't hell, I ain't even a year in Mr. Short Dollar Mm-mm. and everything and stuff. So I know it's a constant grind. My, my job is to be commit, just committed to it. And you see so many people that, you know, that are on YouTube, that are online, they start, and you look at the ones with about 20, 30 subscribers, they start it, and you see after about a couple months, they, they stop. stop. Because, you know, it's hard to get attraction. I'm, I'm going to give you one good example. You know, we started doing Periscope just to do it. Because mm-hmm. nobody else is really on Periscope. Mm-hmm. Well, here lately, Periscope has been the, been the place to be. We've been getting 100, 100 views on all the videos on Periscope. Wow. Not YouTube, Periscope. Wow. I mean, just out of the humble, I was like, we're going to try Periscope, see what that do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to just even to that point, that's awesome, man. To even to the point of just doing that, smart enough to even understand, like, look, uh, a follower and a subscriber is is uh, is one, mm-hmm. regardless of what platform you get me on. If you look at it in terms of, and Slick hit me out to this because I remember when she brought up this, you know, the the Facebook friends. I'm like, man, keep that private. But on the flip side of it is, now you're talking about if you got five thousand people here. You got so many thousand between each group, your mm-hmm. Facebook pages. You got five, a uh, couple thousand here, a couple thousand there between your Instagram. Now y'all got twenty thousand people. Right. And if you turn around selling you a hundred dollar product, and you got one percent, one percent, then two hundred people don't bought my hundred dollar product. Come on, now you do the math mm-hmm. and everything. I don't feel like adding. I'm gonna count it, bad all day. <laughs> but my whole point of it is, now you done made twenty grand, and you're sitting there like, damn. Right. And you're sitting there pushing certain things you don't have to overthink it mm-hmm. you know that's the thing about it and if you actually what i've learned keep giving folks keep giving folks keep giving and adding you as long as i'm making people life better people come to me mm-hmm. and because i feel like i'm i'm sharing information to you about your finances i'm sharing information you help you grow financially help you grow as a business person now people appreciate you and they don't mind spending money with me mm-hmm. they don't mind you know buying the course they don't mind getting the taxes done they don't mind getting consulting because you're uh, validating yourself, saying, okay, this man know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. This man got, you know, all this uh, other stuff going on. I can see that. But when you, like, come out the gate with your hand out and it ain't going fast, you want it's not going to happen. And that's what successful entrepreneurs understand, that their passion is so great. They ain't worried about the money. Mm-hmm. The money comes because you're actually delivering such a great product, such a great service, and your passion overrides all that. And, mm-hmm. and, and people just, it attracts folks. It attracts folks to you and everything. You don't really have to worry about 
you know, trying to go out there and asking and asking, go buy my shirt that nobody Don't, likes. Right, right. I mean, you think about all of, all of internet companies, and I mean, especially Jeff Bezos, he has two hundred billion now. Think about all that, and they started a mama garage or they or they or they dad basement, or you know what I'm saying, just little stuff like that. And, and you know, ten and five and ten years code just to figure out how to get to sell books or sell shoes or sell software. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, Facebook don't create; they have no no asset that they create. They just acquire internet company. That's it. And th- you know, Mark Zuckerberg is a hundred billion now. You know he he's thirty. He need thirty years old. Is I he? think he's thirty five. Shit, man, that's a damn Lord have mercy. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, and and that's the thing about it. Just knowing that you look at, like you said, you know, you talk about Bezos with, you know, starting with Zappos and mm-hmm. Amazon starting a book company. And you look at Elon Musk and that guy was talking about him and his brothers living in somebody's attic and taking showers at the Y and coding all day. My God. And that's the kind of commitment you got to have. I mean, shoot, we can go, we can go a little bit closer home. We can think about Tyler Perry. Exactly. He ain't a 200 billion, but he a billion. Well, 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 well you, you, you sit there and look at, I did a video about him a couple when, when he got or uh, made the Forbes list and just watching that brothers grind, you know, from the sideline in regards to the plays and the then the Medea movies and then to turn around and get your own studio, man, then get your buy, then buy Fort Mac. My God. You, I mean, there, you cannot tell me that, especially going into a super predominant field of the movie industry where it's all white, Jewish owned, to have no hard backing. I'm pretty sure he had some support, but he went into that and just said, hey, I don't need y'all. Mm-hmm. I got my own following to build that. That's a, that's the kind of commitment, you know, when you're a true entrepreneur, you know, look, as long as you see your vision mm-hmm. and you like my uncle told me, stick to your vision and, and you can keep going, you'll be able to do it. But that's the thing about it. Well, you have that kind of passion to be working and you ain't got the money coming in to justify mm-hmm. it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing. He I'm, had a video a video because I, I really wanted to listen to you know and he said you know people always think that you make you, you become successful you make all this money and do all these things and that it's just a happy-go-lucky uh process uh-huh. he says many a days he says many a days that I, I gave this thing up it's many a days that I just I wanted to go back to work and work in the office yeah because it just wasn't he said but I knew what I wanted to do and I knew the passion so I always I had to get up the next day like like we always say it may not be the next day but it may two, be two or three days I got okay let me get it together let me figure this out and move on he said you, he said it's, it's always a always a process that you have to go through in order to make things move forward a grind that's it I mean you think about his grind his grind was 20 year grind ain't it? got to commit to it yeah. got to commit to it and everything and that's the thing about it so that's that that being number 2 they're passionate about what they do and you know and about making the things happen Again, we're talking about the five traits of successful entrepreneurs. We just did number one, which was they execute uh, successful entrepreneurs not execute their ideas. And the second one was they're very passionate about what they're doing and how to go about making it happen. Now, uh, well, before I go into that, you're looking at listening to uh, you live at the Dollar Hour by your host, by your truly Deontay Bird, Mr. Short Dollar himself. Tonight's show we're uh, talking about the five traits of successful entrepreneurs. Uh, you can follow us at Mr. Short Dollar on uh, YouTube or Facebook. Under Mr. Short Dollar. Also, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at Deontay underscore 77. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel and the Facebook page. When you're looking at the videos, make sure you like all the videos that you see. And also, if you're on a, a live chat right now, make sure you leave some kind of comment, interact with me, got any questions. You know, don't hesitate to ask and everything. I see my man Willie Powell. Willie Powell was a, 
very either on uh check us out on uh, uh Facebook. Ogino was a very he was a very instrumental person in my life when I was younger. Okay. I want to just tell you appreciate that Gino. He was a uh, very instrumental with me starting off grinding, going to school, working and they would work we worked at John Wheeling together. He was very very yeah, yeah, John Wheeling Homes and everything. As a fact, right now I got me a Wheeling home. Yeah. But I, hey, hey, man, I was making eight the hard way back then. <laughs> Lord, I'm picking up that timber. But uh, yeah, I wanted to tell you, appreciate that, Gino, man. You're very, very pivotal in me being where I'm at right now. Again, now we're back to the list and the five traits of successful entrepreneurs. Now we're at number three. Um, successful entrepreneurs are able to get over failures in life and business relatively quick, quickly. Okay, and what I mean by that is. They feel when 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 failures happen or setbacks happen, they feel bad about it, right? But their time of dwelling on it is much shorter. Mm-hmm. I always say when I get down or something don't work, give me a good twenty four hours, maybe forty eight. Mm-hmm. Shit, after that, you know, I'm back to normal. People that don't have that, their shit, they it don't work. Hell, they might go in a damn coma, can't get them out of bed. Mm-hmm. They quit everything they were doing. They just don't know how to rebound from it. And like I said again, the people that are successful. It's not that they don't feel bad or they don't hurt from it. They just don't dwell on it and stick on it as much. A lot of times, you know, people that are successful, they use failures and setbacks and don't look at them as failures and setbacks. They look at them as, what you know, teaching moments, Mm -hmm. Uh, good experience times where they sit here and say, well, damn, man, you know, look, man, I tried that before. That didn't work. You may want to try to go about it this way. They don't look at it like, oh, man, no, you know, this ain't going to happen, whatever. Well, look, I try to push it this way, you know. Kind of like what I did yesterday with the show, um, I went about a couple because my thing was I didn't do a PowerPoint presentation. Mm-hmm. I said, let me talk. So I had a couple of people that I knew that I knew were gonna tune in. Y'all give me feedback. You know, and I got like some positive feedback. Like it didn't it didn't affect nothing because I didn't do the PowerPoint. Because right. what I didn't want people to do is miss my message trying to read my damn slides. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now I still made because again I'm gonna be doing it several times over the next couple weeks. May put out a a, a, a PowerPoint. But I didn't want to, I think, I couldn't I couldn't be me getting the PowerPoint. And I think I delivered my message well enough doing what I do best, talking, mm-hmm. as opposed to pointing. Because, again, I just shared some stories about myself, also told people what they need to get started in the business, and also kind of gave them the idea of potential. Will number reference and pictures, you know, be uh, useful to people? Absolutely. But I just thought that I could give my message just a little better. Now, again, those kind of things, some people might be deterred from it or whatever. I also kind of look back with the, uh, you know, the clothing line. Mm-hmm. You know, I put all that changing lives gear on. Uh, I know slick. I need to be wearing some shirts. I understand. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, but again, I had a lot of feedback, especially from the ladies, because the guys they didn't want to buy my stuff and everything went tripping. But the ladies say, hey, "I'm support Poochie. I'm gonna buy his stuff." But I, I like it. But I don't like your logo. They don't like the man on there. Like you know, what I'm saying they don't like the man. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. It's Poochie. But uh. They didn't like it. Right. But on the flip side of it is, some of them did. Mm-hmm. So then you kind of come to that little freaking medium, like, okay, so now I'm going to have some of these, I'm going to have some of those. And mm-hmm. so with the uh, Nubian Christmas line that's coming out in a couple of weeks, be on the lookout for it, guys. I'm going to be pushing it and everything. Uh, I didn't have no logos in. Try to go get feedback and everything. So, again, I didn't trip about what people didn't want. I had to focus more on what? What they do want. Mm-hmm. See, what I like, you know, and everybody out here, you look at it, People pushing shirts where they got dirty bird, mm-hmm. born in the eight, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff. No, we might want to come on now. I mean, you got to give me a little bit more. A <laughs> little, little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. 
You got to give a little bit more. And I ain't knocking it. I'm just saying that uh, you're restricting yourself. Mm. Now, with that said, now I might be wrong. Some people might be having them and they selling out like hotcakes. I doubt it. But I would say that the market dictates what you want to have. Mm-hmm. You have what you want to do. But, again, the people want to buy it dictate everything. Right? You know, like I had that video about, you know, the customer is not always right. But the customer is always what? Paying your ass. Right. And if you ever lose sight by who paying you, <laughs> you're going to be in some bad shape. Right. Right? So we can't get into that. Well, this is what I like. This is what, this is the, this is what I want to put out to people. This is how I like to paint. No, man. No. That ain't what folk want. That ain't what folk want. You see a lot of times from musicians and stuff, well, you know, this, you might got to adjust. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times you do have artists that, and you guys know more about that than me, you have artists that actually can keep their fan base and follow them over years. But if they're going to grow, they might got to bring a young producer in every now and then. They ain't got to go crazy, mm-hmm. you know, but every now and then. That's why you keep a, a Uncle Charlie can go over, can cross over different markets and also go through different age groups because it might bring in a young producer or something like that to kind of put, you know, change the tempo or this, that, and that. And he ain't just singing, you know, some old Gap Band songs. You know what I'm saying? And that's the kind of thing people got to be honest with. Uh, Jack Ma, that, um, Alibaba. And he said something that always stuck with me years ago. He was giving a speech. He was like, older people, and he was just talking about older, especially you hit damn 40 and up, when you're actually business on the executive level, your job is not be trying to run the business. Your job is to be giving guidance. The young people are meant to do it because they're more versed with new ideas, new systems, and fresh minds and stuff. You're 40 and up, you should be giving guidance, mm-hmm. experience, and stuff like that. Now, if a person's going to be receptive to listen to you or not, you can't control that. Right. But that's where you need to be. And, again, those are the kind of things we talk about, Those having those setbacks and failures in life, not being the ones to sit back and dwell on it and be so adamant about, hey, this is why this and that didn't work, okay? Mm-hmm. That was number three again. Successful people, successful entrepreneurs uh, are able to rebound and adjust from setbacks and failures a lot faster than most people, okay? Now we had number four. It's very, very important. Successful business people, successful people in life, really, you know, we talk about the five traits of being a uh, successful, entre- uh, being successful entrepreneur. They're passionate, lifelong learners. Mm. Passionate, lifelong learners. Uh, and I'm not sitting here saying that everybody got to be want to read all the time and everything. Some like people really don't want to read till they go to jail. But, you know, and everything. But, because... Man, boy, brother done sit here and told you, I read this book, I read this, they read, I mean, all, they got, they read every conspiracy book God right, ever right. made in the world. Right. But um, they're passionate lifelong learners and stuff like that. And always want to know how things work, being inquisitive and stuff. And you know, it's funny if that, I always remember me and everything, hey, little bit, my little sister tuning in. I'm going to make sure I'm not that over. But uh, I remember being a young kid and, my great grandma rest her soul, but she was mean to me. And uh, I remember, you remember, everybody remember them damn folk were mean to when they were little. She was really <laughs> effed up. <laughs> God damn. Lie, yeah. I ain't do none of that later, man. I don't know what my mom and did at home when they were younger. But she couldn't stay in my little damn ass. But smart ass boy from Atlanta. That was, I would never pooch you or right. Chutney or Deontay. I was just smart ass one from Atlanta. Uh, That's how I was dressed with my cousins. Right. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> the thing of it was, I would always ask questions. How did I get made? How was this, that, and that? And it was always something. Stop asking all them damn questions. Why the hell you all got to know and everything? Like, there was something wrong with being inquisitive. And I always stuck with me with, with, you know, with my children. Because mm. a lot of times, 
it's, it's I think it's more of a gift when you think and ask as because it's, it's being stuck as a person that always want to receive. Mm-hmm. And people that actually want to learn new things and stuff like that, it got to be embraced. It's nothing wrong if you're not one of the type of people you don't want to learn and stuff like that. Again, we talk about common traits that people that are successful entrepreneurs, they always want to know how things are done, how things can get better. How can I do things better? What can I learn to improve myself? And they're also very, very passionate about improving themselves. Not looking at a lot of times, you know, this, you know, again, I'm speaking 20 years in the financial services industry. People come to me all the time. D, what you think I can invest in? Pooch, what you think I can buy? Might have let this cigar go. I'm trying to hold it the wrong way, but. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't looking at like I hold like a cigar. Damn, laugh. But again, that was a cigar. Right. Mm. Uh, they've been a whole kind of different hour. But, uh, you know, people always ask me all the time, hey, you know, Deontay, what, what can I invest in? What do you think? What do you think about stocks, this, that, and that? And I always tell folks, to be honest with you, especially if you got, you know, financial challenges, your ass don't need to be investing no damn stocks. You don't need to be investing no business. You need to be investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to be trying to learn as much as you can because, I mean, being realistic, if your ass just putting in five damn dollars a week, some people are like, well, something better than nothing. No hell. What the hell, five damn dollars a week or ten damn dollars? What, what, what is that going to do? What is it gonna do? Huh? Yeah. You gonna buy your book bag at Crumble? <laughs> Shit, that's all you've been saved for. You need to be investing in yourself. Right. And that's the thing about it. When you're really passionate about growing and improving and doing certain things, you wanna be putting in to make sure you what? You the best you possible. Mm-hmm. You wanna improve your business and stuff like that. You're constantly trying to figure out how can I do this better? Who can I bring in? What are, what are the people that are where I want to be right now, what are they doing so I can start implementing some of the things under the constraints that I have? Mm-hmm. I might ain't got the money, I might ain't got the time, and I might ain't got the knowledge, but how can I adjust it to get the way they are? Right. And people that are passionate, lifelong learners, they're always you know, trying to figure stuff out, trying to learn stuff, trying to improve themselves and stuff like that. And if you're not that kind of person, it's going to be very difficult and challenging because, excuse me, believe it or not, the world around you is changing and evolving. Mm-hmm. Talk about this all the time. Nobody would think that these phones that we use every day would have the capacity or the ability of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And look how many times that people didn't want to embrace it. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to embrace it. I mean, I tell you right now, I love him to death. My daddy be always like, I got to come to your house and need you to put something on a computer. Man, that man has really limited himself and everything. I ain't right. talking about my dad. I'm just being like, man, come on, daddy. Right. Damn, I, I was teaching, but don't want to learn. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do that. Right? Some folks, I mean, really, they start talking about using a computer. You act like you might just ask them to jump off a cliff. <laughs> right? right. And, 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 and it, unfortunately, we limit ourselves because of that, because things aren't going to do nothing but get more advanced. Technology is going to expand more and more. And the less you embrace change, the, re- the less you em- embrace innovation and technology, the further and further you're going to put yourself behind. Mm-hmm. And that's why countries like China is surpassing us because they've made a conscious effort to embrace technology and innovation. Well, I think in the U.S. we've embraced uh, working more. We got a man in office. He's going to bring more jobs. He's going to bring more jobs. going to bring more jobs and everything. It's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with working. But I understand that, too. Like I said, the world is evolving. Right. And the reason why you're in the situation you're in now, because you were looking for jobs, the jobs went away. Now you don't know what the hell to do. Right. And we've talked about this before. Innovation is going to take away a lot of jobs. I mean, why should, like you said, why should I pay you $15 an hour 
to to serve these burgers when I can get a robot in there serve these burgers for zero dollars now maybe the installation fee and maintenance fee but they gonna work twenty four hours a day with no breaks no nothing can't no get family. pregnant can't talk bad no, yeah. <laughs> I feel, I believe. Yeah. Nah, I ain't got to feel none of that. <laughs> you believe. You feel. Right, right. Hell no. Nothing. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. None of that kind of stuff. And that's the thing about it, man. Again, just being being able to assess yourself, knowing kind of bid you are, are you going to be able to, you know, adjust with that? And that's what, you know, people that are successful, uh, uh, entrepreneurs, they understand that. And I was trying to find, like I said, new ways or different ways to do things better. And make them themselves and their business more efficient, more effective. Okay, you know, was number four. Uh, Sister entrepreneurs are um, uh, passionate, lifelong learners. Now we're at number five, y'all. We're at number five, and number five, I think, is very, very, very important, right? Because this is what throws so many people off, because everybody want to hustle. Mm-hmm. And we start talking about we talk about business, we start talking about the long game, and a lot of people ain't prepared for it. Uh, Successful entrepreneurs know how to handle risk. Uh, nobody want to take an L. Nobody want to sit here and be all stressed the hell out and I got to wait for this and everything like that. But again, you have to know how to assess risk, calculate it, try to mitigate it, and, and move from there. And successful entrepreneurs know how to handle risk. So when we started talking about risk, we started looking at, you know, the difference between I did a show on this early when we started doing it about taking a risk and taking a chance. Now, what's taking a risk and taking a chance to start looking you know, we start talking about taking a chance when you meet that fine girl at the club. And you say, damn, them condoms in the bathroom, $2. I am just, she ain't coughing. I don't think she got coughing. She looks safe. Right, she don't got no, yeah. Got no, no sores. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't see nothing wrong. And I'm just going to just take it. I'm just going to do it. Right, right. And everything. You wake up the next day, Lord. <laughs> That thing look like a, a, a squash. <laughs> yeah, oh, Lord. I'm talking about your thing. You go to the bathroom, and you like, oh, Lord, I'll turn to a dragon. Now, that's taking a chance. Now, if you're taking a risk, you're going to go and spend that $2 in that bathroom at the club and get, what the hell? What, they, they be crazy names. Midnight, midnight train, or, you know, Glowing night in the Bahamas. Yeah. <laughs> There's some weird name condoms being there, <laughs> but you gonna go and spend that two dollars. Right. You gonna take the chance. So she, she, she's gonna say, but you ain't gonna risk your health or nothing like right, that. Right. So that's when we go taking the risk and taking the chance. Right. And again, you know, just in all seriousness, when you start assessing in terms of the difference of taking the risk and taking the chance, you're doing the best you can to kind of look at the different pitfalls, the different setbacks, the things that can go wrong with a particular task, venture, or business that you're going into. And try to mitigate it, mitigate it, what I mean, reduce uh, things that can go wrong for you. You know, that's why you get insurance. That's why you may make your plan B, C, or D and everything, those contingent plans, just in case things don't go right. That's why you, and actually, if you're making a t shirt company, you got two or three vendors. You got your main one, but just in case something happened. You know, if you actually have a paint company or something like that, you got one or two guys on standby so the show don't stop because. You can't find this one guy or whatever and everything. You have AAA just catch the truck break down. You you got to still get to this job and everything. Those are ways you be able to handle risk. Mm-hmm. You don't avoid opportunities because, man, I can't do that, man. You can lose this. You can lose that. Absolutely. Right. But you also can get what you think you got taken, taken away from you. People understand this. Life 
doesn't guarantee you opportunities. So the situation that may be in your face right now, and you say, well, I'll wait the next year, you don't know if that's going to be there. Mm-hmm. COVID-19 showed us that. People that were actually sitting pretty in January were stressing the hell out in March and April. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to make a joke about nobody, but again, look how many people got you know the rug pulled out from Bunner. Mm-hmm. You were making two or $300 a night in tips at the bar. So you couldn't even go to damn work no damn more. Right? right? You couldn't do no shows. You're a performer. A lot of times you couldn't even go to, I mean, just so many damn things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, that company's downsizing. Mm-hmm. You done bought all these commercial real estate places, and now nobody want to be in there. Mm-hmm. Your tenant that was that's renting your, your rental property houses out now, they don't want to pay your ass. Because mm-hmm. they, they say they ain't got no job, and your ass can't evict them. Look how many people life got changed. Real in, in less than three months. Oh my God. Hell, 30 days. 30 days. And everything. And again, successful entrepreneurs, they learn how to mitigate those risks. Now again, with successful people that got caught off guard with some of that stuff happened, absolutely. But what do they do? They find ways to pivot. Mm-hmm. They find other ways. You see the clubs, some clubs close. Some start doing takeout during the day. Mm-hmm. Some start finding other ways they can do certain things, find new ways to lease out their space. Start doing virtual stripping. There you go. <laughs> virtual stripping. Shout, shout out to the innovators out there. That's innovation. Yeah. I can sit at home watching just pay a certain subscription to come on like I'm coming in the club and watch. Oh, what the hell? My son, they showed me my fans only, my secret fans. Only fans. Lab knew it quick. Oh, my mom sitting here like. I was just talking about that yesterday how Carly B made $8 million in one month on her OnlyFans page. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Shout, she, 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 there you go. But shout out to innovation. But you can be a, a hood star from Hollywood Coat. If you got the right assets, you do your OnlyFans, somebody going to pay. Right. Somebody going to pay and everything. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to give, I'm trying to give some motivation, or some whatever. You know, I'm just saying that. I mean, we had to pivot. We, we, we had to do Zoom. A, absolutely. The Facebook Live. And then shut nobody down. Right. Then shut nobody down. All of us. That good. That's a good example. All of us kept moving, doing everything and stuff. And that's the thing about successful entrepreneurs. They they understand how to uh, reduce those risks. And when you, if you are a uh, risk averse person, when you like I said, you don't want to deal with any kind of risk. Business probably ain't the best thing for you to do mm-hmm. because everybody has this whole energy of I'm going to buy this, I'm going to sell it for this, and I'm going to be rich. That's the, I, think that's a, I think we should have a show about that. You should have a show about that, but I'm going to just glance over it. That's the problem. People start business because they think they're going to be rich uh-huh. from their from they idea. Uh-huh. But sometimes that's not what you go, like we said, sometimes it's just the passion of what you like to do. Yeah. Yeah. So money, might, my, money might come from that. I'm gonna tell you something funny. Just, just exactly. I remember. I just thought about uh, about 15 years ago when I was looking at trying to buy cars and sell them around tax season, and the brother was he was in there. I went to him get some advice, and I realized then he wasn't really making no money. He said the game is, you buy low, and sell high. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, <laughs> <laughs> buy low and sell. Listen to me. That's what he did. He put his hand on my chest. Oh, oh. Listen, buy low and sell. I'm telling you, that's what you got to do. Okay. Buy low and sell high. Okay. Man, he don't get the, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That was it. But he gave you he, that was the game. He, he's 
dropped the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you understand? <laughs> I, think I, I think I got it. Give me give me that that, that nugget. You can say it one more time. Hey, <laughs> low. Hey. Hey, hey, he pulled the hand. He said, listen, you want to get in this game, you got to buy low and sell high. He going to the auction buying these old cars, barely got a damn heartbeat. Like, okay, and everything. miles on Yeah, exactly. You know, but then, you know, me and my wheels turning. Okay, let me get my line of credit. Let me go to the other, the real auction, buy some cars, give me some, you know, some mechanics on deck. And I just, I was selling them with your tax refund. I was doing that. And so those are the kind of things you had to look at again, but... Could I have lost that money? Absolutely. But again, we talk about that number five. Successful entrepreneurs know how to mitigate those risks. They don't run from them. They know how to handle it. But again, we still look at taking a chance. It's going home with that girl at the club, and you didn't get that little $2 condom out the bathroom. To take, that's taking it. And if we talk about taking a risk, you went on and spent that $2. And, you know, you might have seen some stuff when you got home with it. You didn't like it and everything. You know, it went too chill. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you reduce those risks and everything. But again, those are the what I feel are the five traits to be successful entrepreneurs. Again, I get an early disclaimer. If you don't have any of those five traits, and I'm going to repeat them again, that doesn't mean you're not going to be a successful entrepreneur. But what it does mean that those actual common ones, and I think you'll be very, your transition to be successful will be a whole lot easier if you have those because it'll, I think it'd be very challenging. To not happen again. I, I let me say this again, and, and I apologize for mixing it up. I don't think y'all it is come for everybody to have all of them, but I think at least three out of five, and you know your your ones that are very solid, kind of roll with those. And again, there are probably some other traits here and there. Uh, yeah, do it. You know, just say if somebody has a quantitative background or kind of just know how to forecast or see certain things or got an eye for marketing and all that. That stuff helps. You know, get me wrong. They're very important also. But those five I just gave, I think that if you're looking at it over time. Having a piece of at least three of those will put you on a great path to entrepreneurship. You know, again, those five traits being number one, where I said uh, successful entrepreneurs, number, number one, know how to execute, uh, execute their ideas. They know how to come up with an idea and be able to uh, get it started from idea to got it running fairly easily, okay? And when I say easy, it's not that they don't have a chance of setting it up, but they don't let mental blocks, fear, or ignorance or whatever hold them back from getting it started. Number two, being they have a passion about what they want to do. They're not doing it for the money. They're doing it because they love doing it. And coincidentally, when they're doing it with that kind of passion, everything explodes with it. Next thing you know, now you got all these kind of contracts. You weren't even trying to do it because you you did such good work. You painted so well. You watched cars so well. Now everybody just trying to figure out who did it. Right. Now everything's coming to you left and right and everything. Um, the third thing is being able to get over your, your failures and setbacks in life. Such uh, entrepreneurs don't really sit down and dwell on it you know they feel the pain everybody hates rejection everybody hates failure everybody hates setbacks but their time to recover is much shorter from people that aren't going to be successful entrepreneurs aren't successful entrepreneurs they figure out okay that happened use that as a teaching moment a life lesson and move forward from it so they can you know get better from that the fourth thing is successful entrepreneurs are passionate lifelong learners they're always trying to figure out new ways better ways cheaper ways, greater ways to do things and stuff like that to improve themselves and always trying to, you know, find things to empower themselves. They're always looking to invest in themselves, invest in their business and everything and not dwelling about what they don't know or more so focused on about how to get things, you know, better for them and their business. And the fifth one is 
they are successful entrepreneurs, successful uh, business people. They know how to handle risk. They know how to actually mitigate those risks to make them. They're, they're aware of all the different things, the bad that can happen, and they don't use them as reasons not to do it. They find reasons to protect themselves for that not to happen. Are you going to cover everything? Absolutely not. But for the most part, you spend a conscious amount of time because you're thinking about what can happen wrong. You know, again, you know, well, listen, you know, T-shirts sell more in the summertime, so I got to kind of find a way. I might got to, you know, start having sweaters or long sleeve shirts in the winter. You know, we talk about merchandise and everything, different things that may be seasonal, different things that may be set on another particular business or going on and everything like that. They actually look at that kind of stuff big picture-wise and try to find ways to protect them and here's their losses uh, with that and everything. So, again, those are my five traits of uh, uh, successful entrepreneurs. I hope, you know, you uh, they helped you guys out. And, uh, again, this is the, the dollar hour. Tonight we talked about the five traits of successful entrepreneurs. I am Deontay Burton, a.k.a. Mr. Short Dollar himself. Make sure you go to the YouTube channel and the Facebook page, Mr. Short Dollar. Subscribe to both. You know, we talk about personal finance, entrepreneurship, business, and real estate investing. Also, you can follow me at um, – on Instagram at Deontay underscore 77. Also, make sure you go to uh, uh, my business web page, which uh Majestic Business Services. Majestic Business Services is a business service firm where we're like a one-stop shop for small businesses. We do bookkeeping, tax prep, payroll, uh, and also, you know, consulting as well. Uh, check us out. You also follow me on TikTok on the same name. <laughs> Changing Lives, hosted by yours truly, Deontay Burton, also Mr. Short Dollar. So you got all kind of ways to follow your boy and get this great information. Uh, as I mentioned last night, I did my first webinar in regards to uh, my upcoming course coming up. Uh, the webinar is a free webinar, matter of fact. Well, ask that question. Uh, have you ever been uh, interested in, in getting in the tax preparation industry? I'm a tax business owner. been in business 19 years. Uh, and I just did a li uh, live webinar. I'm going to be doing it, uh, probably hosting it every three or four days. So I want you guys to make sure you guys, you know, join that. Probably the next one on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty much just sharing my story uh, about myself the things you need to get started in the business, and also the potential earnings you can have. So make sure you catch those. So uh, uh, scroll down. You can find the links to everything, uh, what's going on. So uh, make sure, you know, you stay engaged with us. Uh, as always, I do my posts on my video, especially on YouTube. All the links are there. Uh, if you have any questions, you just matter inbox me. If, if you're on uh, Facebook or, or Instagram, if you got any questions, people hit me up all the time. They say, hey, man, I'm in California seeing a YouTube video, talked about this, talked about that. Feel free to reach out for uh, to me. That's what I'm here for. But I don't think I ask you guys to do. Make sure you like the page, subscribe to all the different platforms, and keep following me, keep supporting me. I really appreciate everything. Um, again, this is Deontay Burton, a.k.a. Mr. Short Dollar himself. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, uh, I really love you know giving you guys this information today. But make sure you're on the lookout for the free live webinar. Again, we'll talk about if you're interested in uh, getting in the tax preparation industry. Do that. Um, and also, make sure you join the mailing list. The links have been on the videos uh, and everything. You can go, if you don't, I know my, my main uh, Facebook page, I've been talking, I haven't had a chance to do it, but subscribe to uh, Mr. Short Dollar. You'll see the links on there. Also, if you go to the YouTube channel, Mr. Short Dollar, the links are on the videos that are joined the mailing list. I want to keep you guys updated on different products, the different courses, the different information we got coming down the pipe. That's the way I can make sure I got you in, in on the hook for everything. So please do that for me. Again, thanks for checking us out, the, uh, the dollar hour tonight, where we talked about the five traits of successful entrepreneurs. Take care, you guys, and I'll see you guys next week. Love you, and thanks again for the support.